get into this meeting with the assholes and uh, yeah, they put me on mute first time in. So I don't know if they want to hear me or not, but here I am. <laughs> Welcome to Sassholes. With a combined 100 or so years of making interesting decisions, Jamie, Justin, and myself, Peter, dedicated to helping sales leaders or aspiring sales leaders accelerate revenues with our new OBS approach to sales leadership strategies and tactics. Please subscribe to our YouTube and Apple podcast. Today our guest is Paula White. Paula White's a globally recognized sales leader who seems to be differentiated with her application of music. Paula's leveraged her talents to scale inside sales teams into multi-million dollar standalone sales channels. She has helped organizations achieve 8 to 10% yearly compounded growth, demonstrating success in a wide variety of industries to include travel and tourism, investments, veterinary and healthcare distribution. But before we get to Paula, we got some Patreon love to dish out. Our show is supported by listeners and viewers just like you. We'd like to thank the Man Farm Winalytics, Trent S. and Aaron J. for their continued support. Demandfarm.com, unlock key account growth, smart software to bring account planning and relationship intelligence into your CRM, making key account management practice data-driven, predictable, and scalable. Go to Demandfarm.com, ask for Iron Man. Hey, check out Brent Keltner's Revenue Acceleration Playbook Masterclass at Winalytics.com. In eight weeks, help your sales and go-to-market team start to build the mindset and skills needed to succeed in a new buyer environment. Sign your team up for the Masterclass today at Winalytics.com. If you'd like to help us out to improve the quality of our content, go to Patreon.com slash Sassholes. Paul, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I am so excited to be here, uh, Pete. This is a great opportunity, and thank you so much for, me. for having me. Hey, you got the music. Now, I play bass. You <laughs> you got keys behind you over there. Uh, how do you mix music in the sales? Help, help me out. All right. So it's a couple of things. First of all, when you know, I want you to think of back when in 1942 when record label rca created these little 45s which are about uh, seven inches around here they had a side a and a side b it was interesting that side a was meant to be your popular song right side b was recorded but not really publicized and so i decided at a concert one night that what we need to do is we need to be, bring music metaphorically and literally into business again. So think of your side A as your resume building skills and side B as your emotional based skills. You got to have both. And everybody's got to be in time. You got to be tight. You know, you, right. Uh, you got to have harmony. You have to have rhythm. And once you collaborate that in sales, and in your whole organization, really, and you're rowing in the same direction or singing from the same song sheet, then everybody's in rhythm to build that company. Now, did you start out in sales? How did you get into sales? 
Oh my gosh, I've been in sales since uh, I was a young girl. My first sell was to my father. I had to have this purple Schwinn bike, right? And he he was in sales. He was a manufacturer's rep for furniture. And I would sit there and polish his shoes before he we went to market. So sales has been around. And when he came back from market, I knew it was a good time if he was happy. So I went up to him and said, you know, hey, dad, there's this beautiful purple bike at the Schwinn store that I would love to get. And I have $20 here that I can contribute to it. And he agreed. So that was my first sale. Oh, no. I even got to keep my $20. And then what did you sell in the, in the court? Did you, outside sales, inside sales, what did you get into? So interestingly enough, um, when I got, when I came out of college, I started in the travel and tourism. So at a travel agency. And I think that that's really a great place to learn sales, not only as a uh, waitress and waiter, you learn to up your commissions, but in the travel industry, we had to ask a lot of questions. We had to see where the customer wanted to go because we weren't going to put them where they didn't want to go. And then from then, I kept uh, growing, got into um, veterinary distribution and then healthcare distribution in an inside sales role, climbing the corporate ladder from an ind um, individual contributor to a, a director of inside sales. Now, my notes here, are you a big assessment believer? <laughs> I am a closet assessment taker, or I was. You were? One, I was. Yeah. One, because being dyslexic, your mind goes so fast that sometimes you can't understand the way others want you to process things. Right. You want to think of things, but yes. So I was a big closet assessment taker to understand my leadership style, to understand who I was inside. And I couldn't find anything that said, well, you're this, but you could be this, right? Yeah. And so that's really the hot, the really the goal of understanding, you know, what I do now is say, okay, you might be the bass guitarist, the keyboards, or the drummer, but don't you want to be the full band? With those assessments, like you have to get a benchmark. In order to get a benchmark, it has to be based on people that performed in the past. Mm -hmm. It may not necessarily what is going to work in the future. How does that work? Interestingly enough, I work with the Harrison team, and they have been doing this since 1970, and they continue to benchmark things on behaviors. Um, what are essential behaviors to a trait that you need to have? Let's take the drummer, for example. Love the drummer. Um, like I told you, he, uh, the drummer keeps tempo. That is their main role. They keep tempo of the song. They keep the song moving forward. Their side A would be a visionary forward thinker. You know, they're 
in mergers and acquisitions in business. So uh, business development, at those kind of skill sets that are really strong for them. So what would their side B be? So their side B is curiosity. Because if you're a visionary forward thinker, the way you're going to gain knowledge, a lot of knowledge of what your customers are doing, what your salespeople are doing, what you need is by asking a lot of questions. And when we define this out in the assessment, we have three essential traits. Are you open and reflective? Are you experimenting? And are you uh, somebody who believes in self-improvement? So we base them on those behavioral traits to understand if they are a curious person naturally. So what is your ideal customer profile? Like if somebody's listening to the show right now, what, what kind of business can we send your way or what typically comes your way? And who are you helping? What are you doing? Yeah. So thank you for asking. So a couple of things. Uh, one thing, um, I do individual coaching. So for emerging and high potential leaders or even established leaders, what I look to do is help them understand their leadership style, help them become the complete band and looking at their emotional based traits. And, and it's not always empathy or, or vulnerability. We're looking at courage and trustworthy and ethical and kindness because to me it's a both and approach and I think I told you this you, you, it's not an either or and for so long I think leaders understood that e that you had to be either resume based or emotional based it's really a both and you can have both of them you can be accountable and kind at the same time but I work with emerging and potential leaders. I work in the entertainment and um, healthcare distribution, any really any kind of distribution companies. That's kind of the ideal profile. Anybody who really wants to go on a self-awareness journey. So for new leaders, let's just say you were a really good sales rep. And unfortunately, they take you from being a really good sales rep and they put you at a first-line leader. Then you figure it out. You just took a pay cut. <laughs> what are you teaching? What are you teaching that first line leader? What's what, so the what, first? What's, you know, yeah, hopefully, yeah. hopefully, we look at high potential leaders for a company, and we understand their behavioral traits at that point. Are they managerial ready? Do they want to be? And if they don't want to be, then you know, we need to look at what their, you know, what are the things that they like to do? If they like to sell, they like to make money, they like to um, be on the road, they have like to be flexible with their own time. They're going to be a good individual contributor, right? Well, you said like to make money, but then if they go into that position and they're not making, then they say two of their reps making more money than them. What what do they have to understand before they go into it? It's like an investment. It's almost like you're paying tuition to learn the skills to go to the next le level. How do you train to that? If you want to go to the next level, I think that's the key here is there are all certain jobs that we enjoy doing. And some people may not enjoy leading other people, coaching other people, 
developing P&Ls, understanding analytics. Those are the things that a manager has to begin to learn. So we look at what are the paradoxical, 12 paradoxical traits that a leader needs to have, frank and diplomatic. Let's say you're an individual contributor and you're all frank. What does that look like as a manager? That manager is non-compassionate. That person is not going to be a good manager. But if they're all diplomatic, what do you look at? That person is going to get over easy. They're going to get walked on. They're going to, you know, not really talk a lot about the numbers to people and be direct. So you really have to have forthright communication, which is a balance between frank and diplomatic. So those are the things we talk about as we coach emerging and high potential leaders. And it's great to find out what they are before we hire them as managers. Do you get a lot of the sales reps going to the first line or do you get managers going into directors, directors going to VPs, VPs to CROs? What's the... Right now, I am working with a lot of companies who are looking in growth mode, who are looking for their high potential leaders to look at them, to train them, to understand where they best would serve within the company and then grow and then either offer them another position in management or talk to them, you know, or that person will recognize in themselves that they want to stay as an individual contributor. So these companies that are looking at the skills of their assets, do, they, do what software, or what, what helps them uncover the skills of all the people, the human capital that they have? Is it HR? Is it, uh, you know, an assessment list? What is it? Yeah. So I do have an, a, the Harrison assessment, right? Like I said, I don't take them anymore. I was a closet. Right, right. right found right. this one that I absolutely love because it helps you grow and you don't have to stay in one box. It gives you a whole paradox of 12 paradoxes that you can learn and grow from. And it's continual growth into leadership or continual growth into sales or continued growth. We have job functions that we can look at and it's all behavioral based. So what tips would you give to a company that's trying to assess their talent? Use the Harrison, how, I would, they, they don't have anything and they listen to this show and they say, huh, I need to assess what we have here. What would be three tips, two or three tips that you would give a company that's listening right now? Yeah, first. So the first tip would be one, listen to your people um, listen to what is naturally inside of them. Don't try to box them into a position that they may not be suited, suited for. When I say listen to them, Listen to the type of job that inspires them, that gets them creative, that gets them innovative, right? We really need to talk that out. Two, love for people to take the Harrison. I'm happy to help people, you know, get the Harrison survey. Um, I also have a side B survey that will help define the 10 archetypes that I put together based off of my book. And the other tip that I would really give 
companies and organizations out there, when someone expresses that they want to be promoted and they want to go on this path or they want to know what their path forward is, help outline that for them. Understand a way to go because I think that's where we're missing a lot of that that area where we spend so much time teaching people our processes, our way, our culture, all of these side A skills that we put the side B skills on the back burner until we realize we've missed, we've let some people go without really understanding who they are. So when, you, when you're working with a company, what are you working with HR? Are you working with the sales function? Now you have the chief revenue officer. Yeah. What, le, what level? <laughs> I still don't even I, know what chief revenue officer is. I don't either. Um, but uh, you know what? It, it's part of the C-suite. That's what yeah, I can always yeah, say, right? Yeah. I tend to talk to sales, VP of sales, and get them to understand if you want to increase your sales, let's look at how behaviors can help change that. Let's look at how music can change that. Do you realize that one of the best things that I did is if I knew I had a big sale I needed to close, three minutes before that call, I would put on the best motivating song that I loved at that time in my ears, blasted it, and I was prepped and ready for that call. So there's that kind of level because Music can be so, it can help calm us down. It can be nostalgic. It can be motivating. It can be inspiring. So if we take that music element and really float that into the sales process. So in the sales process, like in music, you need to keep time, a metronome. In order to ask for a sale, you need to be at the right point. Yes, How right. do you equate that with music in, in, in the sales process? So interesting, it's all about rhythm. You know, we all start, we all start with automatic rhythm and that's our heartbeat. We all live with rhythm, which is our breath, right? If we can tap into our sales rhythm and understand, you know, that there's an opening and, you know, a meeting of someone and we're going to uncover their needs, you know, without all these words, but we have kind of a rhythm to it. We know the process that can happen. It's almost like a song and dance. You know, you give some, you take some, you give some. And, and, and once we start listening to that rhythm, it's easier to make those closes. Well, what I didn't hear was in order to play music, you need a song sheet or a s script and to have a you know, sales rep to in order to close, help improve their percentages of closing, they need a script or a routine. But yet, when a salesperson hears a script, they're like, "Oh my goodness!" Uh, no. How, <laughs> I know. What? How do you equate because, music to a script in a sales situation? Well, interestingly enough, just like um, what is your favorite song, Pete? My favorite song. Let's see. The last song here, "Creep." Radiohead, Creep, because that's creep. the last one that I just practiced. Yeah. Okay, Creep, Radiohead. I don't belong here. Yeah. Oh, yes, you do. You're <laughs> perfect. So my favorite song right now is Bright Side of the Road by Van Morrison. 
two very different scripts, two very different songs, but they all have the same interesting they all have either a four beat uh you know a 120 beat you know whatever the beat is you've got to find out what that is for that individual before you can say here's a scripted script now we need to say here is the music that you will here's your script that will help you be the person the salesperson you need to be so while we have one outline it's got to be different for each person. Well, then who's the lead singer? Isn't it the client or the prospect and your backup? <laughs> or like, what's the, because if you're doing all the singing and they're listening, right? How, right. Do, you, how do you play that out? So <laughs> we're going to talk about the full band. The yeah. lead singer is actually the optimistic side B. They're the ones who are always positive thinking. But if you think of the client, as as needing the record right yeah yeah that the client is going to buy your record you know your vp is your producer yeah 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 you are the band well there's music theory and there's tabs right if you know (laughs) theory (laughs) yeah you you can adapt and you can carry on if you know the basics if all you know is tabs and rote learning you get lost in a sales call you're 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 gone right that's right you are i mean that's it's that is 100 percent correct <laughs> you like how i'm throwing that at you Paul? i like that <laughs> <laughs> i love so, it so so in training you're you're teaching right i mean you're doing more than assessments right oh yeah we i facilitate i have a whole eight week course um that i or you know if somebody wants to do a workshop for eight hours two days whatever they want to divide it out i have three or eight modules that i really talk about active listening i talk about uncovering your rock star uncovering your natural behaviors how to implement yourself as you know an emerging leader all of those different kinds of well the question i ask everybody as a training process compared to 20 years ago, because you and I know what 20 years ago looks like, they don't learn the same way as 20 years ago. They don't pay attention the same way as 20 years ago. How long will somebody pay attention to you? Like, how do you start a lesson? Do you give them something beforehand and then talk about it in class, reverse teaching? Like, how does that work? So uh, first of all, I give the assessment beforehand, two weeks before. Then I do a one-on-one with each person to go over their personal results before the workshop. Then after, when we get in there, the first thing we're going to do is we're really going to, we're really going to create their own individual playlist so that they have a leadership or a sales playlist. And that playlist means they need to bring their earbuds. They need to start thinking of songs that motivate them, that inspire them, that calm them down, that um, help them become who they are. And we put these into a playlist so that they can hit it right away if they need to adjust their mood. Because we know music adjusts moods instantaneously. 
So well, that's how long do they pay attention to you? That's what I want to know. How long are they? Do you make them turn off their phones? How does that work? No, because they have to use their phones to find okay. to create their Spotify list, right? All right, got it, got and it. And then we it. also have, I also have, um, I work with a different gentleman out of um, out of Europe, and he's got this wonderful music thinking that um, is a whole session on using music thinking to develop your your skill set. So I usually have people engaged most of the time because if I don't, I turn on a song. <laughs> What's the biggest differentiator, you think, by doing this program, this process? How is it different than what everybody else is doing when they come in? I think for what I would say the biggest differentiator is the implementation of understanding music thinking into your sales process or into your organization or into your leader leadership and understanding that we are all human beings, that music is universal, that it is that once we have and know our inner rhythm, then it's easy to build on our career. It's really understanding the unseen. How has sales changed in the last 20 years? Oh, um, my gosh. Now, that is a question that uh, um, I'm well, going to tell you. It, it used to be that you couldn't use the, at least when I was in the Yellow Pages, we couldn't uh, call on the phone. We had to go door knocking. If you, if you weren't outside, then it didn't matter. Now right. it's like it's almost like you have to do everything inside. So that's what I've noticed. What, what have you noticed? A couple of things. First of all, it used to be um, very on a handshake, get a yeah. deal on a handshake. You know, when somebody said yes, they meant yes. People didn't block your calls. Ghost right? you. Right. Now they do. Everything's done really by text, email, and Zoom anymore. Yeah. Um, but I'm seeing a switch now that actually people are getting out again. So the golf courses are starting to happen. Communities are starting to happen again. People are starting to want to collaborate. So I kind of see us doing a full circle, but reimagining it with our Zoom calls and with our hybrid approach. Now, some people say we're, you know, a few months into a, uh a recession or a yeah. process of getting into recession. Are you seeing any of that out there in your world? Um, you know, I think in my world with coaching and consulting individuals is that people really want to learn more about themselves. They want yeah, to yeah. learn more about the, um, and I don't want to say softer side. I hate yeah. that term but actually the behavioral side and understanding how that can lead to where emotional intelligence is the number one predictor in success. How does that behavior help us with that predictor and increase our sales? So while I think COVID really put a, a downturn on a lot of things, it really took 
a lot of people who were alone, who were working from home, who didn't have a sense of community, who really wanted to start a, this journey on understanding, are they in the right career? Do they want to be where they want to be? Or is their company being accommodating for them? It's, it's really an employee's market right now. If I was going to do a one-minute book review or summary of Side B, Paula, what would it be? You're on the clock. Go. Okay. One minute. Side B. Side B is a, it's a must-read book, right? It's a book that really talks about using music as a metaphor and um, literally in growing your talent, in growing your career. Um, Side B has a storyline through it with Henry and his fail, his ups and downs, his successes and failures until he learns how tapping into his Side B behavior has really strengthened the organization and he is the CEO. You'll also learn about the 10 archetypes and it is a must read. Now it's a parable, right? It's a story, right? Yeah. Okay. Good. I like those. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I like and it yours. Took me, it took me um, almost three years to put the concept together. And then I trashed those 50,000 words. And I went to a concert, the Struts concert. And uh, I wanted to meet them so bad that we got VIP tickets and I wanted to sit up front. And it was in this quaint venue in Atlanta. And we ran in to get good seats. And I forgot that in those small venues, it's the mosh pit, right? That's where everybody GA. is. GA. Yeah, general <laughs> admission. So I looked at my husband and I said, okay, at the time, I'm 57 years old. I am not going to do this. And we ran upstairs to the balcony and got center seats, first row balcony. Loved it. And there was a moment, a glance, I looked down at the crowd and I looked at the band and how they were feeding off of each other. And that's when it struck me. Why can't leaders react and get that same kind of reaction from their, their employees as musicians do from their fans and vice versa. And within three months, my book was written. And I did oh, work with a neuroscientist and a psychologist, so we've got all the behavioral traits right. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. No, no, you piqued my interest. Well, you know, putting a band together, that's an effort in of itself, keeping a good team together, because you have to manage the egos, you have to manage, you know, everybody wants to play the same type of music. And you all, you have to remember, are you doing it for yourself? Are you doing it for the crowd or the customer? That's right. Right. Doing so, it for the customer. And if you're not, and if you're on stage, you're not looking at the customer and engaging with them and knowing that they're tapping their foot or they're not, keep the right. song, change the song, right? That's exactly right. I spoke to one drummer, uh, Max Danger from Set It Off, and he's in the book. And I spoke to him and I said, what is it about the drums? And he said, I have the best seat in the house. I get to see the band, but I also see the fans. And I'll focus on one or two that are just having the time of their lives. And that gives me the energy to keep going. 
Well, the bass guy stares at the drum guy. Yeah. <laughs> the guitarist <laughs> stares at the bass guy. Yeah. And then the lead singer is just doing whatever he or she wants. So <laughs> to right. free for all. Yeah. That's right. Pa- Paula, what's the best way for our listeners and viewers to learn more about you? They can go right to my website, paulaswhite.com. That's Paula S is in Sam, white.com. Um, or connect with me on LinkedIn. LinkedIn, Paula S. White. We'll have all the contact information in in the show notes. Yeah. Paula White, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Oh, Pete, thank you so much. It's been my pleasure, and you guys do such a great job. I'm connected and follow all of your stuff. Eh, You know, we we try. We try. We aspire to be mediocre. Yes. I'd like to thank you for listening and watching, and a special thank you to our Patreon supporters, Demand Farm Winalytics, Trent S. and Aaron J. DemandFarm.com, unlock key account growth, smart software to bring account planning and relationship intelligence into your CRM, making key account management practice data-driven, predictable, and scalable. Go to DemandFarm.com, ask for Iron Man. Hey, check out Brent Keltner's Revenue Acceleration Playbook Masterclass at Winalytics.com. In eight weeks, help your sales and go-to-market team start to build the mindset and skills needed to succeed in a new buyer environment. Sign your team up for the Masterclass today at Winalytics.com. If you'd like to help us out, we'll gladly take your support at Patreon.com slash Sassholes. Cue the music. Take it.